are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday day after the Pelicans fall in very disappointing fashion to the Sacramento Kings, 118-109. We're going to talk about that game. It'll be in the second, probably in third segment too because there was one kind of bright spot, but I don't know if it's actually a bright spot, maybe two bright spots. Um, One of them, I don't know if it's a bright spot or not in Willie Hernan Gomez, and I'll go into that in a second here. But the Pelicans need to make a decision. This loss in this game clearly shows they have a decision to make. And that's what we're going to talk about right off the bat. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to tell you what that decision they need to make is. And then we're going to look at this game and why this game kind of sums up the season and why this is such a disappointing loss, both in the short term for this season, but also potentially in the long term as well. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So before we get to that, this episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th. It's already up at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is already out there and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. So as I said in the open here, it's it, the Pelicans need to make a choice because we've seen the same old song and dance too many times now. And I think fans are sick of it. I'm sick of seeing it because it's leading to the same results. You know, that line about insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. The Pelicans are getting really damn close to like living that out right now. The end of the fourth quarter against the Kings, 15 total points. In the fourth quarter, not even at the end, in the fourth quarter against the worst defense in the league, 15 total points. Pelicans on the night, 20 assists, that's it. Or I think it was 22, I had their number wrong. 22 assists, Kings had 31. At the end of the game, you saw crappy isolation basketball and not a team getting out there and playing as, as I kind of talked about the past couple of weeks that or the past week that I don't think this is a team, it's a collection of individual players and individual talent. And you know what? That's kind of what it felt like in this game. Individual play, isolation style basketball, and you heard Stan Van Gundy after the game on the late game offense say, I don't think we passed the ball, quite honestly. I think it was a lot of one-on-one and a lot of tough shots. Dude, that's at the end of every freaking game that we've seen. So at this point, you're seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So you have a choice to make. There's two here. You need to make, first and foremost, you got to make changes. That's the first choice. Make changes or don't, or keep doing the same thing and keep losing these games and having a disappointing year, or make some sort of freaking changes, whatever it might be, whether it's offensive scheme, defensive scheme, it's not like the defense was any better in this game. Look at what De'Aaron Fox did to them, torched him at the end of the game. Did anyone on this team look like they wanted to play defense or even try against him, try and deny him the ball a little bit, make things a little uncomfortable for De'Aaron Fox, but at least he, you know, he's so talented he beats you? That didn't happen at all. He just beat him because they didn't care. You guys could have scored. 
based on the defense that this team was playing against him at times, particularly in the fourth quarter. So the first decision they need to make is whether or not they're going to change things. Simply put, whether or not they're going to change things. Because at this point, you ha- it's the wrong answer to choose otherwise. You've got to make changes and big ones. And that leads to the second point I want to make and what we're going to talk about in the show. And I don't have exactly this planned out like I want to. Um, my mind is kind of like stewing with that. I'm already annoyed over a bunch of crap anyway, so this game didn't help anything. So you've got to make some changes. But maybe stop trying to be competitive with some of these guys. Eric Bledsoe didn't do anything for you down the stretch. He played 36 minutes in this one, had 14 points. He was 5 of 11, 2 of 7 from deep, and he had four total assists. Had some nice shots at times, but he wasn't playing good defense. Lonzo Ball, 5 of 13. At least he was 2 of 5 from 3. That's not horrible, but 14 total points, 5 assists. It's not like he was really much better. And again, Eric Bledsoe is an all-defensive team guy. We hear repeatedly, even though I disagree with it, that Lonzo Ball is a good defender. He's above average at best. They didn't do shit against uh, De'Aaron Fox. 38 points on the night from him, 12 assists. He didn't even do it with a three-point shot. He was 3 of 10. It was him getting to the rim and scoring because there was lack of guys pressing at the point of attack. Why are those guys closing games for you? Like, why? Why were they in the game? I'm pausing for dramatic effect, but it's also a rhetorical question, right? They didn't give you offense, and they didn't play defense the hell are they doing out there in the fourth quarter? That's the point we're at here with this. That's how inconsistent at flat out bad at times the backcourt has been. If they're not going to play offense, they're not going to play defense. I, I don't care. You, you can throw all the other excuses for those guys you want out there, but at a certain point, it's just not working. And I think I hit that point last night and you guys probably hit it as well. So they need to make some changes. Why, why didn't you have Kyra Lewis Jr. in there? Who at one point kind of had clamps on Deere and Fox for a couple of possessions, at least earlier on. I don't think he would have really done it in the fourth quarter. But at least would have been done better than those guys. Couldn't have done worse, that's for sure. But they didn't even go to that. What are they doing here? What is this team doing? And that's going to lead into the second question. We'll talk about that in the next segment. What is this team doing? That's the second choice. The first choice is, are you going to make changes or not? But then the second choice is, what are those changes going to be? And I want to talk about that coming up. So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You ready for some football, the Super Bowl in particular, all the prop bets and all the fun you can have with it? Well, BetOnline.ag has you covered. There's only one place I trust, and it's only one place I bet at, and that's here, BetOnline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use a promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus, free money right there for you. Every single prop bet you could want on the Super Bowl, all of the action in the NBA, I've been having fun making these games that I don't particularly care about a ton because the Pels aren't playing in there, but I like basketball. I want to watch it. I want to have a rooting interest in it. No better way than checking out betonline.ag and all of the NBA lines they have. So get in on the action and don't forget, use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. 
So in the last segment, I talked about how the Pelicans have a decision to make. The first decision is you, you better make some damn changes, right? And I think you'll see it after this game. And I'll get into this in a second, particularly in terms of Willie Hernan Gomez. And I'll, I'll spoil it for you here. I don't know if I actually want to see more of him. He, he actually had a really good game, but I don't actually want to see more of him because that means the Pelicans are trying to compete a little too much. And look, this team isn't good. If you have... Four out of your five starters, you didn't have Steven Adams in this game, and you still lose to the Kings and you only muster 15 points in the fourth. This team just straight up isn't good enough with everything you're doing. So don't try and compete. You're not like you're not that good. You're not good enough. Otherwise, you could would have won that game. Top end talent, maybe, maybe De'Aaron Fox is the best player on the court. Maybe, maybe he's better than Brandon Ingram. That's a maybe, right? But you still have Zion here. And the Kings don't have a number two quite like that. And they still won. So this Pelicans team, given everything they threw out there, isn't good enough. That was plainly on display in last night's game. You know who's not going to be the savior? It's not going to be Willie Hernan Gomez. And at this point, if you start to play him at the cost of Jackson Hayes minutes, and Jackson Hayes was flat out freaking bad, especially defensively, mainly defensively. He's right enough on offense um, in this game. He was atrocious defensively. But at this point... Willie Hernan Gomez is not part of the future. He's not one of the core guys. You do need to figure out if Jackson Hayes is. So you've got to play Jackson Hayes going forward. And I don't want someone else cutting into his minutes because that's not how you evaluate this. That's not necessarily how he's going to get better. So going forward, we've already determined the choice is make changes. But that change needs to be just full on for the future. Guys that aren't shouldn't be playing a ton of minutes. Start Steven Adams, it's fine. He's going to at least be here next year. But you know what? You shouldn't give Willie Hernan Gomez more minutes than Jackson Hayes. At least not if you're focusing on the future. If you're just trying to compete and willing to sacrifice some of these guys' minutes and not give Kyra Lewis Jr. minutes and all that stuff, then play him. And keep losing your games. And then we'll keep just being angry here on Twitter and on the podcast. But maybe you just shouldn't do that. And it's like abundantly clear. If I thought this team could really, really turn it around, maybe they might get a little bit better as the season goes on. But what's the point of that? I'm not saying outright tank, but it kind of feeds into that to some degree. And I'll probably change my mind on this, go back and forth a couple of times. But what's playing Willie Hernan Gomez going to do? Make you more competitive in games you're going to lose by a little bit? Who cares? If you're losing and there's no reason to think that this team won't because... Look at what they did in this game. You may as well go with the youth movement. More minutes for Kyra Lewis Jr. Start Nikhil Alexander-Walker, even though I'm kind of starting to, to cool off on him a little bit. Play Jackson Hayes. Give these young guys those minutes because what else are you going to do? You're still losing when you don't give them minutes. You may as well lose and start to think a little bit more about the future. Trying to straddle this line isn't working for New Orleans. Otherwise, they'd be more competitive. You know what? They're they're not at 500. They're not horribly far from 500, but eh, they're starting to slip a little bit, and there's no reason to think that things will necessarily change in this one. And that's what's most disappointing about this team. So start thinking about the future. You tried straddling the line. It, it didn't work. It's not easy to do. Start thinking about next season, which sucks to say in, well, I guess now it's February, but early on in the year. But it is kind of 
what it is. Look at that. You should not have blown it that badly in the fourth quarter against the Kings. This is not a great Kings team. Their defense is like historically bad. And you still did. That's That says a lot in a bad way about the Pelicans. They had a 10-point lead in this game, but they just weren't able to get it done. Now, we'll look at this game in the next segment. So, so go on full-on youth movement. Now, we'll get into this game a little bit more in the next segment because I do want to look at a couple of things. There's a couple promising things there which maybe could have changed it, but it didn't. And there's reasons to think that it won't necessarily change and I'll explain what those are and what some of the highlights from this game was if you're looking for silver linings, things like that, in this Pelicans loss to the Sacramento Kings. All that's coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, if you want to work on your car yourself, which, by the way, saves you a whole lot of money, like a whole lot of money. I actually just read an article where a $5,000 estimate could be done for basically like 700 bucks if you do a lot of the work yourself. That's saving a whole ton of money that you can put towards other important things, your mortgage, I don't know, dinners, things like that. Um, if you want to make it even cheaper to repair your car and get all of the parts you need, you've got to check out rockauto.com. You go into one of those chain stores, they're just going to sell They only have one type of part that you need for your car. They're just going to order it for you. You're going to have to pay whatever price it is that they're going to charge you. You're kind of a captive audience in there, a captive customer. It's not really the best way to go about it. You might get a part you need, but you've paid too much and it wasn't the easiest process by going into one of those stores. But rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you're going to find the lowest prices out there. You, their, their catalog is so easy to use. And I use this all the time. I still haven't finished the repair on what I'm working on, but I have like boxes of car parts in the room that I record the podcast right now. They're going into an older car that I'm going to do the work myself on. If I ordered these all from a chain store, I would have paid three, four, $500 more than what I ended up paying by ordering it through rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. And basically you're just going to quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brand specifications and you have prices. Yes, prices that you prefer because best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Don't forget the Locked On NBA podcast is here to cover everything you want to know about the association. I co-host the Wednesday edition, but we've got a rotating cast of hosts every single day, starting on Monday with the biggest stories and then recapping the week's worth of games and all the biggest stories around the league. It's a great way just to catch up on all of the action going on around the NBA. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So last night's loss to the Sacramento Kings was unbelievably disappointing, unbelievably disappointing in this game. But there was some things that make you feel good, at least to some degree, right? Like there's there's clearly going to be um, some things that are like, this game is frustrating. We just talked about it. Like you, you threw out your starters there. You tried to close the game with your go-to guys and they weren't able to get it done. And they, you know, just, just crapped the bed basically. It was a dumpster fire for the final five minutes or so as this team just could not score and could not play defense. But over the course of the game, you saw a couple of things. And I want to start with Kyra Lewis Jr. in this one. He had a bad night in terms of box score. He was one of six from the field for just two points in 15 and a half minutes of action. But when you look at what he tried to do in this game, 
Of those six shots, five of them were in the restricted area, basically right at the rim. When you look for a guard to just be aggressive, to drive and try and create that way, he did it. You know, he played fewer minutes than Lonzo Ball and took more shots in the restricted area than Lonzo Ball did. It's a little bit telling. Look at how De'Aaron Fox closed that game out. What was he doing? Living at the rim. He only missed one shot in the restricted area, by the way, and he took a ton there. I'm not even trying to add up all the ones that he took at the shot chart. He lived at the rim to close that game out because that's what it takes. He also had 12 assists in this one because he was aggressive and had to be the focal point of the defense. Kyra Lewis Jr. can definitely play like him can definitely play like him, I think, going forward. And if you have any sort of comparison to De'Aaron Fox, things are looking good. He got to the rim so fast, the rest of the team wasn't really ready and set up to be outlets for him. That's how quickly he was going at it. And this Pelicans team in general actually did a good job of trying to score inside in this one. They took 52 shots at the rim compared to 27 shots at the rim for the Sacramento Kings. Basically like doubling that number, right? Almost. That's really good because that's the type of shot you want to get. If you can live at the rim, it's actually better. I should whisper this than three-point shooting. Get to the rim because you have the highest shooting percentage there. Except Pelicans shot like crap at the rim. Could not finish. Part of that's right there on Kyra Lewis Jr., but that will come at, with time, hopefully, as long as he keeps being aggressive. The Pelicans shot 26 of 52, so 50% at the rim. The Kings, by comparison, shot 74% at the rim, 20 of 27. They basically took 20, 25 more shots at the rim compared to the Kings, but only had six more makes. That's a really, really poor, really bad finishing that way, and you're not going to win very many games. The good news is, though, that they were doing it. That's where its process over results is a really, really big thing. But you've got to try and get better than that. And look, it doesn't help that Zion only took one shot in the fourth quarter. Maybe if you get him the ball, you can score inside a little bit better than what this team was capable of doing. But clearly, that shows you that very many things are wrong if Zion's only getting one shot. But Kyra Lewis Jr. in those in the somewhat limited minutes was definitely a bright spot for New Orleans, and I was very, very happy with what we saw from him in this one. The finishing will come, and you'll start to see those points add up, and just got to give it time. It's a guy who's young, who's playing very early on in his career, and has had very limited minutes already, but he definitely shows some flashes there, and you've got to like what you've seen out of him. In this game, also, you had a great performance from Josh Hart. 15 points, 13 boards, very, very active, exactly what the Pelicans needed. At times, it was his play that was really keeping this game close, that was preventing the Sacramento Kings from looking like they could run away with it. It was due to a lot of just that activity and kind of locked-in-ness, locked-on-ness, of Josh Hart throughout the course of the game. You had to like what you saw out of him. And then it was Willie Hernan Gomez. And this is kind of what it comes down to. You should not be playing Nicolo Melli anymore, like at all, unless one of these guys goes cold. You should be playing um, Willie Hernan Gomez over Nicolo Melli. He got action in the fourth quarter, played almost 29 minutes in this game. Six of 11, finished with 13 points and 11 rebounds on the night. It's good backup quality minutes from him. Like, you saw him finishing. You saw some defense out of him. He is not amazing. He is not the answer for the Pelicans whatsoever. But he's certainly not going to hurt him when he's out there. 
Now, I don't know if I want him taking minutes over Jackson Hayes if you're just going to kind of shift and go the full-on youth movement like they should. But if you're going to try and win games, yeah, he's a guy that needs to play more minutes. But I don't actually want to see that because it means they're trying to win games and I don't think that he's going to be the answer. If he was the answer, I'd say play him. I'd like get him out there all the time. Get him tons of minutes, go win games, get into the playoffs. I don't think he's actually going to be that much of an answer for him. And it's also against the Kings who are really bad. But he had a good game. It's worth noting that. And depending on what they do with the rotation going forward, he should be playing. He should probably be like the third center, that kind of backup big that you're going to use. He should be in the game more often. It should be Adam starting, Jackson Hayes getting a bunch of minutes, and then all those minutes after that should be going to Willie Hernan Gomez probably at this point. Unless you're trying to win, maybe play him over Jackson Hayes because that is where Stan Van Gundy said that if you play Willie Hernan Gomez more, it's probably going to come at the expense of a guy like Jackson Hayes. Is that the right move? Probably not. It just depends on ultimately what you're trying to do. But this really kind of gets to what we talked about in the beginning two segments of the show. You got to make a choice. First choice is you making changes. Cool. Then if you are making changes, what are the changes going to be? Is it arranging deck chairs on the Titanic to try and win even though the, even though we know the ship is going to sink? Or, or is it, you know what? Ship's going down, but we're going to learn our lesson so in the future the ship doesn't go down. I lost the analogy there, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. For the future, playing those young guys minutes makes more sense. We're at that point where that's what the Pelicans need to do because the backcourt isn't working, some of the other stuff isn't working, and it's time to make changes. So that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Um, big thank you to all the sponsors, including Blue Nile and the 1010 exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Again, responsibly sourced diamonds, 10 design masters, 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings exclusively at BlueNile.com. Again, exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is already launched and you can go look at it over at BlueNile.com. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.